Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question answer session that followed my talk about my Arc Week thoughts. Not really thrilled with what Bungie did here. It's just a patch, and they claimed it was going to be like a week-long event. It's not really an event at all. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash rage. I'm probably live right now when these hit the feeds. If I'm not live, just click follow on my Twitch channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, click on the subscribe button, and the like button is a huge way to help me out. Let's jump into the first question here from I'm... I'm in the DM, uh, I'm not sure what this is. Uh, it says, thoughts on Thunderlord quest reemergence. I mean, that's great. I, I know people really wanted to get it. I know people, I think people could get it from random exotic drops, but I know there were many people that were like bummed that they missed out. I was totally fine. Totally fine with them kind of adding that and making that an easier, you know, easier thing to get than like waiting for it to drop from exotics. Cause we all know exotic dupe protection is a lie. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, so I was glad to see it come back. King Diddy. Should we have void week and solar week, uh, with all element supers? Okay. Here's the thing. I didn't put this in my talk and I should have. Okay. What they should have done with this and what they could do in the future is if you're going to do a bunch of updates to the supers or just try to have an elemental themed week, there's nothing wrong with that. All you do is for that week, change everyone's bounties, change their name, change their appearance. So it's very clear to people. So for solar bounties, you know, they all have like a little flame on them and you draw people's attention to you know, all the new stuff you're doing with the subclasses. Maybe even introduce, you know, an exotic that is, you know, solar-themed that week. And every time you complete one of these solar bounties, you could have people getting so many, you know, points or whatever. Every so many bounties, you could get a uh, Ingram for the Eververse. And you go to the Eververse, and you could have, for Arc Week, for example, you could have a sparrow with arc effects all around it, a ship, a ghost... Uh, and an emote, right? That's it. Now, there's three emotes you can buy right now, so I get it. I, I understand they're trying to make money. They're no longer being, you know, they no longer have a big publisher behind them, so I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with doing an event where you draw everybody's attention to it, and you have, you know, things in the Eververse that you're trying to sell. But it would have been real, real easy for them to say, hey, everyone's bounties have been renamed for the week of Arc Week. Every so many Arc bounties you complete, you get an Arc Ingram to turn into the Eververse. There's one emote, I don't know, where like you put shut, like you put like electricity between your hands. There's one sparrow, there's one ship, and there's one ghost. Uh, That's all you had to do. That's not even that significant. That's not a gun. That's not an item. That's just cosmetic stuff that you could have added. It doesn't even need to be that amazing. It just gives people something to do, and it's a thematic thing, right? Arc singes everywhere. All the bounties have a little arc symbol on them, and they're all arc in theme. So they could clearly take this idea and do it again and make it significantly better than it was. But for the love of frick, don't ever do this ever again. Don't tell people we're going to do Arc Week and it's nothing but a patch. All the people giving me guff on Twitter, I mean, you're being willfully ignorant here. Iron Banner, Faction Rally, Crimson Days, all these events that last a week, sometimes more. We've never had an event with a name that was a patch. We've never done this before. It's not on me and setting my expectations properly. That is that is bull. 
Bungie has been doing week-long events since the beginning of freaking Destiny, and to have a week-long event that is not an event is on them. It's their fault. They put it on the marketing. They put it on the annual pass. They're the ones who described it as being free to all players. Since when do you need to specify that a patch is free to all players? For frick's sake. It's, it's, it is literally the most inane thing I've ever seen them do. I even said, you know, Crimson Doubles wasn't all that exciting. It was basically, they repackaged all the stuff from last time, and then they added the bow. But at the very least, if you missed out on the stuff last time, if you like the shader and you didn't have a chance to get it, like, all those things, Crimson Days felt like an event. It changed the tower, did all that. So I love the idea of having a thematic week centered around an element, but they need to be very, very careful in the future. You don't want people to feel as if every time you announce an event, do we need to ask, well, is this just a patch, Bungie? Is this just a patch? You know? It, it, (laughs) oh, we're doing Solar Week. Okay, is it just a patch, though? Because if it's just a patch, please don't do it again. Again, at this at this juncture with what they added i think it would have been a much better decision for them to say since we're doing so many things with the arc subclasses and attunements we're lovingly calling this week arc week we're going to make sure that arc is the singe and any bounties you grab that are elemental in theme they're going to be arc they're going to be arc bounties that's all they had to say and nobody would have been like oh it's going to be this big huge event people would be like oh it's just an update and they're they're calling it arc week just for fun it's like they again you put it on the annual pass roadmap okay you put it on the annual pass roadmap studly with the season wrapping up in a couple of weeks when do you think we will get info about what is coming in september after season of opulence they need to give pre-orders don't they well i mean oh what's coming for september well bungie doesn't want to mix messaging um, well, unless it's renaming their entire annual pass. Ha <laughs> ha! Shots fired. They don't, they don't want to mix the messaging here. So more than likely what they're going to do is they're not going to say a peep about September until after Opulence is delivered. I would even wager to say they'd wait a month. They're going to let us get about a, they're going to let us get a month into Opulence and that's when we're going to hear about September. That's when we hear about September. That's what I would think. That's when that's when they'll you know decide to pull the trigger on the marketing, so that you know what's coming. Um, these guys trying to rush the blights to make it non-heroic. Haha, <laughs> suck it! I'm too fast for you with my ward cliff coil, even though it's been nerfed. I, that right there, I don't know why people try and play this one normal. It's actually faster to do it heroic, but hey. Um, which will be E3. I Yeah, I think they're going to use E3. I think they're going to use E3 to start promoting whatever's in September. Um, and I don't know where that'll land in Season of Opulence. I don't even know when Season of Opulence starts. B- uh, Bantar. Do you think the Arc Bounty should be actual thing after a certain amount of uh, completed bounties to get your class-specific emote instead of silver? Well, here... N- no. Listen... I've changed my tune on purchase-only emotes. I have. I've completely changed my tune. Because they're no longer being published by Activision, I'm okay with them having purchase-only cosmetics and vanity items in the Eververse. Totally fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. It doesn't... 
it doesn't it, to me it just doesn't it doesn't matter it's 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 part of the structure of gaming now if you if you are not backed by a massive publisher you got to have you got to have micros in there and as long as they're vanity items only i don't care um so I do think if you're going to do something like Arc Week and only have purchasable items, that's why I think my idea was a little bit better with all of the bounties changed to Arc Bounties. Every so many Arc Bounties, you get a Arc Ingram, and that has a chance to get... There's only one emote, right? There's this one emote that's earnable, and there's one Sparrow, one Ship, one Ghost. You know, I got the Ghost yesterday. I don't have it on me. I, I think that would have been a better approach. Bubble76. Even though I've been following Destiny 2, I've taken a break since January. Came back last night. Already frustrated with the leveling. I'm 650. Suggestions for what I should keep smashing my face into the keyboard. I mean... 26 months from cover 2, thank you. There's not a solution to the leveling. The only one who, who has a solution to the leveling is Bungie. Seriously, there is no solution to the leveling. Um, You would need... Bungie needs to do something. Um, And that's one of the issues right now is they have insisted upon making leveling terrible. I have videos on how they could fix it. I think it's a very easy fix. Um, I think they could maintain what they like about milestones uh, by by making the changes that I've suggested. If blues and purples that drop from vendors, lost sectors, adventures, whatever, whatever it is you're doing, if blues and purples drop at your power level, then that rounds you out. So if I'm 693, okay, that means if I get a pair of gauntlets, they would drop at 693 right now, okay? That 693 would bump me up to 694 and so forth. So what you could do is you could round out and grind, this would be a true grind, you could round out all your items before doing a milestone. Because like, if you make sure that all your armor pieces and all your guns are really, really close in power level before doing a milestone in the Crucible, where you kind of don't want to go, or maybe you don't want to play Gambit, if, <clears throat> if you polished your gear off, then you'll be, you'll be totally fine. You'll be totally fine. You'll be like, nah, whatever I get out of the Crucible is going gonna, is gonna to help me level. But right now, you can't do that. You basically go into the Crucible, you can't round out your gear, so you're like, well, the only thing I need, the only thing I need is, unfortunately, uh, a piece of armor. And then it gets even more narrow. It gets even more narrow than that. It's like, the only thing I need is a mark. The only thing I need is this, the only thing I need is that. Now, that would still happen in my system, but you'd have way more intentionality. You could be like, well, my mark is the furthest one behind, so I'm going to grind until I get a mark to drop at my level before doing any milestones. And again, that's just you taking care of and polishing off your gear. This would mean that when, you know, Lars and Dylan talk to the community and say that, well, you know, we have a variety of community members and milestones is the fastest way to level up, that would make their statement more true because right now, as I've said many, many times, it's not the fastest way to level up. It's the only way to level up. There is not another way to level up other than milestones. Like, that's basically it. That is that is your leveling system. Um, 
And I just think that's in, that's incre- I think it's incredibly problematic. I think that you have people that get stuck. You have people that get bored. You have people that feel powerless. You have people that feel like they are they are basically at the mercy of RNG. And then when they finally do level up, they end up feeling like, well, now I need enhancement cores. I don't have enhancement cores. Um, and then they 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 feel like it's just hopeless. Um, so I happen I happen to think this is one of the worst leveling systems I've ever seen in an RPG. Uh, it just lacks player agency. It feels like you're just trying to manipulate the players. It's high noon. Is this considered a false advertising or no? Well, I mean, that's the problem is they didn't say what arc week was. It's not false advertising. It doesn't cost anything. It's not like they said, pay $5 to get access to arc week early. And you're like, oh, sweet. I'll, you know, I'll pay that $5. I'll get some of that action. Um... And then you pay it and you're like, wait, it's just a patch? Like, that would be, that would be false advertising. <laughs> that would be like, wait a minute, you, you made it seem as if I was having a transaction for value and it's literally just a free patch. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's literally just a free patch. Like, that wouldn't go over very well. Um, I wouldn't think. When did they change the name of the passes? Was that Activision after Activision or Bungie split? It was. It actually was after the split. So I don't know what the impetus was. I would love for them to explain why they felt the need to get rid of the names. Again, because I paid for an annual pass. And the annual pass that I paid for came with Black Armory and... and Joker's Wild and Penumbra and I'm not getting those now I'm getting I'm just getting content during the annual pass that other people aren't and it's becoming even more difficult to know what exactly that is because they muddled their own marketing push it just is very very strange I don't think I've ever seen anybody sell imagine them selling you a season pass and you saw the two symbols for Curse of Osiris and Warmind. You're like, okay, sweet. Imagine if all of a sudden Warmind got changed into it just, they just called it season four. Don't you think that would be a little confusing to the user base to be like, wait, I don't understand the, am I getting, am I getting Warmind? What happened to Warmind? Well, that's precisely what they did with the annual pass. I, and the fact that they like they didn't even really speak to it. Deej with like some cryptic tweet about like this is encompassing the entire experience or something really really weird. Do you think there's a glitch and the event is happening when it should be? This is when it was scheduled. Yeah. They promoted the frick out of it. They promoted the frick out of this event. I mean, it's just <laughs> I don't, there's no way it landed when it wasn't supposed to land. There's absolutely no way that this was an accident or it's early or anything like that. No, absolutely no way. No way. There is literally no way this was like an accident where, because Revelry is next week. Um, Revelry is next week. So, you know, it's, it's right on time with everything else that's going on. Now, again, I don't know if they had stuff they wanted to do that got pulled. Again, there could have been things in Season of the Drifter that they saw as being like, that's kind of fringe stuff. I just got the Monarch. They could have said, well, that's kind of fringe stuff. We don't really need that stuff. So shove that in Penumbra. Shove that in the next annual pass. Who knows? They could have had ideas for Arc Week that got completely shelved. Maybe the factions were going to be involved. 
I don't know. No, nothing was data mined. So if nothing was data mined, there's no real way to know. Um, oh, I got double powerfuls there. I got a monarch and I got my sword. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. And we got our tiger spite on the augmented. Um, that's a pretty good roll on the tiger spite, honestly. Tap the trigger with under pressure. I don't really know, though, what you would use on a tiger spite. It's just an auto rifle, so it's hard to ever justify using it. A last dance with Dragonfly Outlaw Ricochet rounds. It's it's a sidearm. I don't really use sidearms in PvE. And then we got a, probably a god roll go figure. Light Mag Outlaw Kill Clip Stability. Yeah. It does seem like they, when you do those augmented frames, it does seem like they really try and give you good rolls. It does seem like there's a propensity there. Space Boat, 4,000. None of the faction-specific exotic catalysts were made available in the last batch of catalysts. Does that bolster your theory of them sitting on faction content for a massive vendor refresh? What faction are you most loyal to? I don't really have one... I don't really have one that I'm... I, uh... I, I am most loyal to. That's never been like a thing. I always would take my Titan to Dead Orbit, my Hunter to Future War Cult, and the Warlock uh, to New Monarchy. But even that, uh, even that, I didn't do. Um, I didn't do that a lot. Um, ooh, rocket launcher reserves with recuperation, and it's not a bad. It's not a bad looking cloak. I kind of like that. Um, kind of goes with my it kind of actually kind of goes with my alpha a little bit I don't know how it looks with the shader though we'd have to get the shader for it um now what I always did though obviously with the different with the different factions I always would rotate them after the first week I just thought the titan dead orbit armor was just freaking ridiculously awesome um so that was that was like an easy pick for me I enjoyed I enjoyed that armor uh, Free Holes says, with all of these heavy weapon nerfs, is there any reason to use heavies anymore? If the heavy weapon is meant to hit harder of the loadout, why continuously make them weaker? I, I think sometimes Bungie's looking a hundred yards down the road. Okay, so we don't. I'm in your tower, sorry, dude. The, we don't really know. We, honestly, we don't know why they did it to LMGs, and we don't know why they did it to Wardcliffe Coil. They just kind of did it. It's just like, well, you know, here we go. They're they're weaker now. Um, so, there could be something coming. There could be a rocket launcher coming in Penumbra that they just want to make sure is good and loved, and Wardcliffe would have been too strong maybe I, I again I just don't know I actually primarily think they did they mess with the ward cliff because of gambit I said this in a previous Q&A I feel like gambit prime and gambit they've created more problems for themselves it's another environment that they have to balance for it's another environment that they have to like take care of and make sure isn't you know people aren't running away with the fights and the and you know stuff being in balance and stuff being too strong um it's unfortunate because you know that one of the favorite things that people like to do is 
use powerful gear. It's like you you got everybody's attention on the Wardcliffe coil by nerfing a bunch of stuff, and then you nerfed again. Now, here's what people always do, too, and this always frustrates the freaking fire out of me. They're like, it's not that big of a deal. The Wardcliffe is still effective. Okay, then why do it? Then why do it? If it didn't have, in your opinion, okay, I'm speaking to the people that defend this crap, in your opinion, if it didn't do that much, then why do it to begin with? You see what I'm saying? If it's if in your opinion it's minor, it's still a fine weapon, all they're doing is, is messing with player perception. The perception of the player is, every time you guys make something strong, I should just anticipate it getting nerfed. You made Wardcliff strong, took it away. Shards of Galanor strong, took it away. Everyone thinks Skull of the Dire Ahamkara is next. I was doing an Ophidia Spathe build today, and I was showing people just how much you could do with Ophidia Spathe. You know what people were saying? They're like, Lono, they're gonna end up they're they're gonna end up patching this because look how fast you're getting your super back. And it's just And as someone saying in chat, how do we fix the primeval melt? Fix the encounter? No, just nerf heavies again. Exactly. Like, you cannot make an argument against the Wardcliffe coil. Strike bosses are a joke regardless. Nightfalls, if you're running them really fast or soloing them, you could do that before this. You could do that by making the card really, really favor your build and making whatever you're using ridiculously strong. It's not that hard to put on Void Burn, use Tractor Cannon and a Nova. Like, there are certain things you can do to just decimate bosses Wardcliffe coil wasn't doing that more than likely again it had more to do with gambit and gambit prime than anything which is irritating because it's like you guys are the ones that brought this game mode into fruition and then evolved it and made it more prominent in the game that was your decision what did I say on the rageous round table that one time what did I say I said I don't have confidence in them having foresight and balancing properly. I I didn't, and they certainly have not. Sentry armor is glitched. Invader armor is way too influential and way too strong. And Wardcliffe coil was apparently too strong, and it was breaking the boss encounters. 1K voices was making everything stronger, so everybody was running that the first week. I don't think Bungie is inept or bad at their job. I think there's too much spaghetti code. There's too much spaghetti code. Why is he got to be taller than me, though? What the frick? Why is it making me shorter than him? There we go. I think there's too much spaghetti code. And I think the engine and the dev tools are just outdated. So you end up with, you end up with stuff like this that happens and you're just like, what? You guys didn't foresee this happening? You couldn't fix this? Why was the aim assist on Queen Breakers broken for six months? You know, it's just... I just, I think one of the things that, that, that is going to continue to happen in this game is they're going to struggle not because they're bad at their job, but because they have bad tools. You could give a really gifted carpenter really bad tools, really inefficient tools, and you could look at his work and be like, it's good, it could be better, and it took you a really long time. And he'd say, yeah, you gave me these garbage tools to work with. You give that really gifted carpenter much better tools, and everything's going to look better. The framing of the door is going to be smoother and more lined. He's going to do it faster than he did before. You know, All those things are going to happen quicker. I just think they're still... It's similar to what happened with Anthem. You're dealing with dev tools in an engine that just is stubborn. 
Evil the Waffler. A little off topic, but since Bungie is a solo studio and have been doing more microtransactions to make money, would you be willing to just pay more for DLC so we get more content instead of cheap DLC with light content? I think a real danger anytime you're going to raise the price on anything. If you're like, well, the DLCs are going to be more expensive now, okay? Um, if you go that route... If you go that route, I think there's a massive risk of consumer perception being twisted in one of two ways. It could twist in the in this way over here, and they say, I'm not buying that. What's more expensive? No. No. Be like that guy in the YouTube, you know, psh, the psh guy. Like, people like, psh, I'm not, I'm not buying that. The other way it could go, the other way it could go is people spend the money and expect the freaking moon they're like this better be the size of Taken King and Rise of Iron altogether. I paid more money I don't think increasing the price point of anything is going to help I, you're, I, th- those are the two pits people are going to fall in you're hoping that the lion's share of the consumers and the lion's share of the player base is going to buy that more expensive DLC and ride that middle line of, hey, I'm willing to pay a little bit more. We're probably going to get better content. Yeah, that's risky, man. That's risky. Wordy. The thing that upsets me the most is that this event could have worked. Say if the bounties gave increased rewards and once you get all of them, uh, you get the emote that they made since this is a low-cost event. I don't suspect they would have added that much new stuff. Do you think this is emblematic of a lack of creativity, lack of resources? I don't think it's a lack of creativity. I think I would put my finger on resources. Here's where they really fumbled the ball, okay? If they brought me in to consult on this, which they won't because they don't want anything to do with me for whatever the frick reason. If they would have brought me in to consult on this, do you want to know what I would have said? I would have been like, if you want people to buy stuff from the Eververse, the event needs to drive them there, and it doesn't do that. The event is non-existent. You're not doing anything, okay? So since you're not doing anything, your goal should be to say, what can we do to drive people to the Eververse? Well, my idea was simple. Change all of the bounties that week. Anytime you get a bounty from anybody, it's called an arc bounty. And it basically creates that theme of use your arc stuff, drawing people's attention to the new subclasses, the new attunement changes. And then when they do enough of those bounties, they get an arc Eververse Ingram that has a chance to drop an arc, an arc themed sparrow, an arc themed ship, and an arc themed ghost, right? Why is that important? You're driving them to the Eververse. You're putting the microtransactions on their radar. Like, if, if the purpose of Arc Week was to bring people back and hopefully have them buying stuff in the, in the Eververse store, it's terribly designed. All you're doing is putting a bad taste in everyone's mouth. They're like, I, I, I don't understand. This seems kind of backwards. What am I supposed to be doing? Oh, the only new stuff is in the Eververse. And then that again creates this idea that you're just bringing us back to have us spend money. I'm sitting here meleeing Taken. I thought it was Taken. It's Vex. Um, so if, and, and that would have probably yielded more sales. 
Because if you're like, oh, cool, I can get this sparrow, and then to go with the sparrow, I can get the ship and the ghost. Well, now that I got all these things, I'm, I'm, I'm more prone to wanting, I want to get the emotes, too. I want to get the this other thing here. Oh, they're selling a ghost, too. Like, you basically drive people to the store, and, okay, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this. Whenever Apple would placate to the consumers that were mad that like, oh, I just bought an Apple, I just bought an iPhone a week ago, and now it's cheaper, right? And they'd get really mad or whatever. Or, or th- they'd be like at their 32nd day, so they couldn't come in and get the credit back on their credit card. Like, can you give me the difference on the price difference now? Well, Apple was like, tell you what, if you come in and you're within 90 days of purchasing an iPhone and it's now cheaper and you're frustrated about that, if you come in, we'll give you a $25 gift card. Well, what are you going to buy with a $25 gift card in the Apple store? Probably nothing. You're probably going to use that $25 gift card and you're going to spend real money to make up the difference on the case. They basically made money off of your indignation. Okay. It's brilliant marketing. Okay. Same idea here. If you give us a little bit, if you give us a little bit, a little, oh, ooh, a ghost, ooh, cool, a sparrow, neat, and that drives you to the Eververse, you're bringing me into the Apple Store with a $25 gift card. I'm like, oh, well, now that I have all this stuff, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to get more. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the, the other Eververse items. I'm going to spend the real money. I want that emote. I want this. I want that. I, but again, it's just, I don't know whose idea this was. I'm not really sure who you were who you were consulting with on this, but you didn't even drive us to the Eververse. There's nothing to even really drive your attention there. I mean, how many people don't check the Eververse? Now, maybe they check them for the new items, but again, the, the, if the actual event itself was driving them there, it would have been a win-win. We would feel we would feel like oh cool we get some new stuff neat oh I'm trying out the new arc stuff the new arc stuff's pretty dope these supers are a little bit stronger these attunements are a little bit cooler you know you get people on the radar of your changes that's always a good decision and then you uh, drive them to the Eververse and maybe drive sales up. Cold Death says. Uh, do you think they'll continue with D2 content or make the move to D3 within the next year? Well, I don't know. I don't know the timeline. I'm not even going to predict the timeline. I think internally they've moved personnel to D3 already. Um, I think they've already shifted a large portion of people to D3. Uh, now, I don't know if that means they needed to do it super early so they could, you know... I don't know if they did it super early so they could learn a new engine. That's obviously the hope is that they would um, they would do it this early because they're pivoting to a new engine. But again, there's just no way to know. Uh, hey, I got a question. I might have misunderstood it, but in your last Q&A, you said that reckoning can be too punishing. How do you think Bungie can create endgame content which provides uh, loot to chase, which is challenging even higher light guardians while not being too punishing? Okay, a real simple fix, right? A real simple fix to the issue with um, to the issue with reckoning. Real simple checkpoints, right? It's that simple. Just a checkpoint. If we get to the boss, checkpoint. If we get to the bridge, checkpoint. 
Now, if we got to replay the bridge, no worries. We at least get to skip the beginning part because the beginning part is worthless. If we get to the boss, we don't have to do the bridge again. That simple. There's no reason to make it that punishing. The drop rate and the loot, the drop rate and the loot, are you freaking serious for, for, for reckoning? Drop rate's garbage. They're having to put in the, 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 the nightfall protection because the drop rate's so freaking bad. You got a five second window, and if you mess up or somebody gets bumped off, like it's there's a there's a there's a five second window of if you make a mistake, you know, then you're done kind of a situation. So the reckoning isn't punishing? Oh, it's yes it is. Yes it is. There are raid encounters that are more forgiving than the reckoning. There are raid encounters that have much larger margins for error and raid encounters are checkpoint based. So if you get to the boss, you got to the boss. Like now, obviously, if you get all the way to the end of Shirochi and you mess up, that's obviously different. But I'm talking about the fact that you can go into Reckoning, make the tiniest mistake. Maybe you don't even make a mistake. Maybe you just get thumped off. Of the, pl- of the bridge because everything stomps the ground and because you go flying off you go flying off the bridge your team gets screwed it's not even really that great a content it's just super spamming that's all you're doing it's literally super spamming which is one of the reasons it's messed up it's very narrowly defeated you have to you have to basically use supers to create momentum and you lose momentum if you lose just one person with the way they've structured it it's terrible the design of reckoning i think is terrible given the way that they've built and structured the rewards You have a problem when people leave the instance and there's no Well of Radiance Warlock? Right, like, that's the other thing, too. Just the structural setup of it is messed up because, like, it leaves you in there. It's just, there's a lot of things they did with Reckoning that don't even make any sense. It's like the timer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really understand. I don't really understand what they were, what they were doing. But it doesn't seem built. It just doesn't seem built for the community at large. It seems built for a very small portion of players. You know? Nice shirt, nerd. Thank you. I mean, even when I saw somebody say yesterday that they felt like the drop rates were better, I still looked at it and was like, I'm not going to play that if that's the freaking drop rate. Are you freaking serious? It's like hyper-focused, can't make a mistake, can't look away, gotta spam your supers. If anybody makes a mistake, we're probably going down... You know, just isn't worth it. Ashen Annihilator. Bungie really seem to drop the ball when it comes to Wavesplitter and cores. You foresee them doing anything with people who use the exploit? They don't traditionally do that at all. They don't do that. They don't ban people. Taking the cores away, maybe. They might revert you to your, to your, you know, your number previously. I don't know if they can actually do that. People will complain they don't get something hard. They complain it's bad, not what they want. Why make it easy? Uh, so easy you can almost solo it. Already been players that have almost soloed tier three. Again, you're not interacting with what I'm saying. Your comments, your comment is stupid. That's not what I'm saying. You're doing the classic. You're doing the classic straw man argument. It's like I'm gonna summarize everything Lono just said by saying you want it to be so easy you can almost solo it. No, 
you don't number one you don't even know who you're talking to over a thousand king's fall runs like 700 something wrath of the machine runs i like challenging content i like challenging content that's not stupidly designed with terrible reward structure like no one likes to play a, a mode where you're literally doing everything okay everything is super spam that's boring there's no decision making there's no strategy stand on a well spam your super stand on a well spam your super over and over and over again and if you get bounced off of the off of the bridge which in some respects is completely not preventable it's completely not preventable because it's physics like you can't stop yourself from being physics if something like appears and slams the ground before it appears or if it appears and you're above them Like, you if you watch, like, highest level players in existence solo or come close to soloing something and you think that's normative, again, you're also, like, you're cherry picking. You're going to, like, 1% of a 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%. Like, you're going to them and saying, oh, look, it's, it's actually easy content, right? I'm not even saying it needs to be easy. I'm just saying... At the very least, just put checkpoints in. You gotta understand, when I'm saying punishing, you're hearing me say, oh, he says it's too hard. Hard? Yeah, it's so hard to hit LB and RB over and over again. Oh, whoo! Be still my beating heart. This is such hard content that I'm playing right now. This is so difficult to spam my super over and over again while I stand on a 10-foot block and shoot trash ads. It's not challenging. It's not hard. It's dumb. There's no se- there's no there's no there's no intelligence to it at all. The reason that it's punishing is that there's a sliver there's a sliver of chance for margin for error. So when I got bounced off by an ogre that hadn't even appeared yet, and then I wasn't there to do my Nova, and my team struggled, why do they struggle? They created an encounter that is dependent upon and contingent upon super spam. And if you're not spamming your super, you get behind the rhythm. The rhythm of the waterfall of ads is literally created for super spam. So if you're not there spamming your super, you you fall behind, you lose. You got six seconds for a margin for error. And then when you fail, all the way back to the beginning. It's punishing for no reason. What loot are you getting in Reckoning that is worthy of that level of punishing? What? What are you going to get? An auto rifle with a cool new perk? Ooh. The loot is good. The loot's not amazing. It's not mind-blowing. There's nothing in there that is going to blow your freaking socks off. It's dissonant content. It's dissonant content. I would wager to say, I would wager to say that Reckoning is probably getting the worst engaged with piece of content that they've, one of the things they've ever come up with. People are probably trying to go in there and matchmake and having a terrible experience. And let's not talk about the fact that I would not be surprised. Write it down. They're going to use this in the future as proof that they don't want to do matchmaking for endgame content. Oh yeah, we created a complete garbage-fired dumpster of an endgame encounter, and we threw matchmaking in it. More punishing, more, in some respects, more narrowly, like, beaten. There's a narrow margin there for beating it. And we threw matchmaking in there. And that'll be their justification for not doing matchmaking. 
I've hunted 150 times on tier 3, even if there's a fail, even though it sucks. Uh, it's only a 5-10 to 10 minute counter, similar to a raid boss. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't think it's that satisfying, Tattoo. You're literally just spamming super, 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 super. I, think about it like this. Think about it like this. That's the way the blind well runs. If you're continually getting harmony, you're spamming your super in blind well, okay? Now, that sort of low-level engagement, low-level challenge, it kind of makes sense for blind well. Blind well is just like a wave-based encounter. You know, there's no real gear at the end. You're basically just doing it for the milestone or the, the bounty, and that's it. Okay, you take that same sort of, this is essentially how it plays, and then you say, you have to play this way. You have to spam supers. You, if you don't have, if you don't have a well and a tether, forget it. Like, you gotta run these supers. You gotta spam these supers. You need to be spamming, no, but, you know, skull nova, whatever, whatever it is you're doing. And if you don't do that, like, I play with very competent players, and I got knocked off, and we failed. We failed. To me, I would say reckoning as a concept isn't necessarily bad. If they added checkpoints and maybe added a little bit to the timer, make, give me 10 seconds instead of five. Give me 10 seconds instead of five on the margin of error. So if somebody gets bumped or bopped, we've got a little bit of cushion, a little bit, not that much, just a little bit more cushion. And I think. Personally, if you're not going to institute bounties like Ada has in the drift in in the drifters inventory, if you're not going to do that, then at least at least make a weapon drop every single time. Make a weapon drop every single time, because if you're not going to make a weapon drop every single time, again, I just I feel like we're you're, you're putting us in a meat grinder that's not very rewarding. It just doesn't seem to line up with the rest of the content. Undertow. Do you think the cost of cosmetics in Eververse is something that should be adjusted? It's completely subjective here, but the majority of the items are lackluster. I don't really have an opinion on price structure for cosmetics. Uh, value is perceived. So if someone goes into the Eververse and they see a an ornament, if they see a ghost, um, if they, you know... If they see these things, then they're they're going to determine whether or not they wor- it's worth it. And Bungie's going to internally decide, yeah, that's a little too expensive. Nobody's buying it. Ooh, that's a little cheap. Everybody's buying it, right? Like, there's a happy medium there, you know. Just one. It's just one of those things. Just one of those things that I, I think. In the grand in the grand scheme, you, you have to let the consumer decide, and that's why when people are like twenty dollars for this, twenty dollars for that, it's just like, who cares? If, if you're not, if you don't want to buy it, then don't buy it. But if other people are buying it, like we've had this conversation before, okay? I'm not going to defend the 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 practices in FIFA because I'm not familiar with it, okay? I'm not familiar with the practices in FIFA. But when you have a willing consumer base, okay? When you have a willing consumer base, it would be a stupid decision, okay? It'd be a stupid decision to stop offering whatever it is that you're offering. If you have a willing consumer base, they're just, they're giving you money for whatever the thing is, okay? If you go to the corner and you're selling a s- saltine crackers for 10 bucks a pop, okay? 
and people are like, these saltine crackers are the best I've ever tasted. Frank, have you tried these saltine crackers? Oh my gosh. Somebody might walk by and be like, this is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. You're literally selling saltine crackers for $10? What? You're like, I don't know. I don't know. There's people here love them. You'd be an idiot to stop. You'd be a moron. People like, why'd you shut down your saltine cracker stand? Are you dumb? Well, I felt bad. People could go to Kroger and buy saltines. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Consumers, the consumer demand has got to be a part of the equation. So that's why I don't weigh in on this stuff. I just don't. Um. Uh. Mm. Okay. Uh, sorry, I was looking into something and I finally got an answer about it. Uh, bam. Okay, sorry. Next question. Um, hey, Lono, I know this really is an Arc Week question. My apologies. It doesn't have to be an Arc Week question. That's fine. Um, what the frick is... Oh, that guy's from, like, an adventure. Um... I'm really interested to hear your thoughts about the whole pinnacle weapon stuff. There being a window, people got unlimited cores. Bungie's original intention was to not allow you to get 7 to 14 for a total of 42. Two for each character for each quest. You grind it for a weapon, either doing strikes, gamut, competitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Bungie needs to... Okay, they need to figure out... They need to figure out what exactly they want to do with cores because I don't think they've even landed. I think their idea about like what they want to do with bounties next season and stuff, I, yeah, you know, it's like, it doesn't seem like a solution. It doesn't seem like the community has been very happy. Even prominent leaders in the community have said, you know, Hey, we've, we've, we've kind of changed our opinion on this. This needs reworked. This needs revamped. I just don't think they can stay where they are. And now this has happened. So you've got an even bigger problem on your hands. You've got people in the community that now have thousands upon thousands of cores. They got to figure this out. Personally, personally, I think it gives credence to what we said all along. Just get them the frick out of infusion. Create an enhancement system, you know? And if people that, you know, cheesed it have a ridiculous amount like who cares listen they're the ones trying to micromanage like i actually think it's funny and i'm laughing at you bungie i am i'm laughing at you your silly overreach micromanaging attitude bit you right on the rear end instead of just letting people grind for a pinnacle weapon and get as this person says a bunch of them bunch of the cores per character and like bust them up and like oh cool I got extras I did that with the with the scout and it was like an accident right who cares you're the one that created the pain point if people want to grind for a pinnacle weapon and then get it and break it down and then get cores who cares so instead of preventing people from getting like 40 something cores now they've got like a couple thousand Joke is on you, Bungie. My how the turntables. <laughs> Michael Scott. My how the turntables. 
<laughs> it's like, if you guys would have just lived and let live, people would have gotten some cores and it had been the end of it. But now people have thousands. So what the frick are you going to do with that now? You got people in your numbers, in your metrics, completely skewing the entire thing. Who knows how many people boot up and did that and how many they got. But again, there's just that paternalistic micromanagement of like, well, we don't want players to get a lot of this because why? They'd be able to infuse their gear? The absolute unadulterated horror of players being empowered to do the things they want to do. We can't have that. Now, can we? Well, I'm laughing at you because this wouldn't have happened if they would have just left it alone. Who cares? If I grind for a delirium and I want to pick it up a couple times and dismantle it, right? What is that? Extra two? You get the one, keep it, and then you basically get the two extras and you break them down. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? It's the... (laughs) But this is what happens. This is what happens when you prioritize player manipulation, like choking the player to be like no we don't want you to progress too far we don't want you to get too much we're going to limit it we hear you on enhancement cores you know what we're going to do we're not going to just add the gunsmith bounty so you have another option we're going to take away we're going to take away scrapper bounties and add gunsmith bounties so even in their generosity they're stingy right even in their generosity they're stingy Oh, and then when they figure out that it's happening, it's the quickest response time to a problem that I've ever seen from Bungie. It's like some guy went like running down the hallway. He's like, oh, oh, they're, they're getting enhancement cores. Shut it down. And like an alarm goes off. It's like the fastest response to anything that's ever happened in the four and a half years this game's been out. Like instantly shut down within like an hour or two. Who, who cares this much? Why? Why do you care? Sentry, sentry armor is still jacked up. There's like, people can't even level. Dupe protection on exotics isn't working. But oh my gosh, people are getting enhancement cores. Call the frickin' president. (laughs) Call the dadgum president, dude. It's unbelievable. Anytime, listen, anytime, anytime a glitch favors the player, it is axed instantly. Anytime a glitch is hurting the player experience, it's like, hey, we'll get that to that next season, maybe. (laughs) How are we supposed to feel respected when that's what goes on? You disrespect our time with bad RNG, bad leveling, infusion. You don't listen to us the third time it gets to a fever pitch. But the minute, the minute one slips past the goalie, you guys bring down the guillotines to dadgum fast. People can't even get their guns. They can't even get their stuff. If they want to get their recluse or whatever, we don't even know how long this is going to take. Yeah, they got out the red phone, the bat phones, like Commissioner Gordon. It's like... (laughs) It, ki- it absolutely kills me. It absolutely kills me. Neon Curry. 
Definitely some missed potential with Arc Week. I wish they did something bigger for the event, mainly in Crucible, such as a game mode with Arc-only abilities. You can pick up Arc Orbs. What do you think? That'd be awesome. Remember the snowballs? You pick up Arc Balls and like chuck them at each other. You know? That'd be cool. I can get down with that. They could have put that in Strikes. I still think the snowballs and strikes is just a goldmine of modifier ideas like swords, SIVA charges, what you're talking about, arc balls, void balls, you know? Oh, what if they did this? What if periodically as a warlock, you could pick up an arc ability and like you could run to the one that you saw, like maybe they're right next to each other. Wait, there's three, right? And there's an arc staff and there's like an arc fist and you get to grab that and for a, for like 30 seconds you can pop your super and it's a it's another person's super that'd be kind of fun that might be really hard to engineer but that'd be pretty cool like you're going as a warlock with your tickle fingers you're having a good time you're like oh let me go grab the staff you grab the staff and you're basically an arc strider they just make them relics you know that'd be freaking dope can you imagine a warlock doing code of the missile like that soaring that soaring slam? What's good, Enviro? Hey, I got a question. Do you think EP was a test for a horde mode? If so, uh, how would the horde mode work in terms of loot, levels, etc.? I think when we look at the Castellum, um, uh, when they look at the Castellum, they, they might see potential, right? They might see the potential to say, stuff could keep coming out. It could get harder and harder, you know? Now, how's the loot work in a scenario like that? Why would I want to go to wave 7 when I could stop at wave 4 and restart the thing, okay? What I would do, what I would do is every wave of a, of a, of a horde mode has a boss. You get to the end of the wave, and there is a boss, Okay. And that boss has a chance to drop a particular weapon, right? So for the, let's just say that you you create four bosses and they rotate each week, okay? So each boss has a weapon that they can drop. Now, what I would do is I would say there's, there's random rolls and there's a curated roll. And you would basically just say every time the wave gets higher, your chances of getting the curated roll goes up. Okay, your chances of getting the curated roll goes up. So your motivation to trudge through wave six and go to wave seven is you're like, the drop rate's going to get really, really good. Oh, it's going to get harder. It's going to take longer. You'd really want to make sure the chances of the drop rates were like lower on waves one through four. You'd really want the chances to really start to ramp up once you get to like the harder waves to really motivate. Because if not, people would be like, nah, just run waves one through four and then restart it. It's faster. That's not exactly the best system because then you have people that are essentially, they're not cheesing, but they're kind of cheesing. What is hurting me? Oh, he's like got stuff right next to him that can hurt you. That's silly. Uh, so, I mean, that that's how I would, that's how I would structure it. I would say, you know, let's, uh, let's set this up in such a way to where, there is a motivation to keep going. There is a motivation to keep pressing on and it's tangible. Um, the other thing you could do, okay, the other thing you could do is what if, what if like Ada, 
you had a bounty for the weapon. So you know what you're getting. Like that week you pick the shotgun. And the farther you go, okay, the bounty has like a, a thing that you're filling up. What if you could charge up the bounty? And the higher you charged it before popping it, the higher likelihood maybe of getting the uh, the, the the curated roll or something. So when you charge it with a like, anytime the bounty ends is when you're done with that. What you're done with that that run. So if you charge it with a seven, you got to wave seven, and the bounty says wave seven, right? And you pop it, you have a higher chance of getting the curated roll. You know, waves four and five, not so much. So they'd have to maybe rework how the bounty reads, because like usually how bounties work is go kill five people, you go kill five people. This would literally have to be like, go complete waves in the Castellum. And you're like, okay. And literally, it just counts the waves that you do. And then when you're done and you go back to the beginning, like you wipe, it's like, you got seven, you're done. You got to go get another bounty. Now, with load screens, they need to rethink some of the content flow here. Because you hear me say, go get another bounty. And you're just like, you groan on, on the inside. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't take any more load screens. So maybe every time it, this could be a really good system of charging and discharging you charge up that bounty to wave 7 you're like I gotta reset it and discharge it and when you do that it spits out a weapon right and then it's reset and you run you run it again that way you don't have to go back to the tower you can just stay in the you just stay in the lane of grinding um that's how I would structure it just because that would keep people in there for a long period of time um uh, so. Mm, Hang on, I'm reading something really, really quickly. Okay. Um... Saintly Sadist, how about the fact that all pinnacle weapons are unobtainable right now? Do you think Arc Week affected the 21% delirium? Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons it's frustrating for people is that you can't even, you, if, if somebody, if imagine if this was your week, right? This was your week. You finally get the, the delirium finished or you finally get the recluse finished. Well, you can't, <laughs> you can't get it. <laughs> it. It's shut down because of an exploit that they caused because they wanted to micromanage the player base and make sure that we couldn't take advantage of the fact that, hey, I earned this pinnacle weapon. Let me pick it up two extra times and dismantle it. Like, listen. Listen, in the grand scheme of things, what is that? 14 enhancement cores? What's the matter with that? Hey, congratulations. You earned a seasonal pinnacle weapon. You get the weapon and the opportunity to pick it up two extra times and get enhancement cores. In the scheme of the whole season, 14 enhancement cores for the delirium, then 14 for the scout, and then 14 for the uh, recluse. That's where that one question got the number 42. 14 courses doesn't even get you a fully masterwork weapon. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's not even, it's just, it isn't that big of a deal. It really isn't. It's just, again, I, I think, I just think they always, they're always looking at the world upside down. They're always looking at the world upside down. Instead of thinking about how can we make the player feel rewarded? It's like, how can we slow the player down? Whew. 
that's the real issue, isn't it? Isn't that the real issue? They're looking through the telescope backwards. Instead of saying, what can we do to make the player feel rewarded? They say, what can we do to slow the player down? So somebody brings it to their attention. Hey, you know, once they get the delirium, they can pick it up on their second and third character and get 14 enhancement cores. And instead of saying, you know what? Somebody with three characters, that's not bad. They can't get the weapon, quote unquote, they can't get the value of the weapon three times, but on their second and third character, a character that they're going to need to infuse gear on, well, yeah, we'll give them 14. We'll give them 14. That's not that big of a deal. 14. That means you can infuse something, what, seven times? If that, if that, if that hunter or that warlock, their second or third character is infusing stuff up, I mean, seven infusions? Really? That's nothing when you're leveling all the way up to max. Again, they they see red and then alarm goes off because they're like, oh, infusion is three cores? Yeah, so it's even less than what I said. It's like an alarm goes off. They're like, people are going to get too many cores. They're going to be able to infuse too much. Why do you care about that? Why is that a priority? In the grand scheme of a play of a game like this, why is that such a front burner four scale alarm issue that it needed address in the patch? Like AL Aquarius, with the annual pass being lackluster so far and the roadmap really not so clear, you think Bungie should come out and say what they're working on D3 or say that we have come uh, to September and we have our back uh Hang on. With the annual pass being lackluster so far and the roadmap really not clear, do you think Bungie should come out and say that they're working on D3 or that we have come September, we have your back? Well, no, you don't want to do this. If Bungie Bungie cannot come out and admit that what they're delivering is low value, they certainly can't do that and then make an excuse and say, oh, but we're working on the next game, guys. Just bear with us. That doesn't work. You cannot speak to the public and say these things. Oh yeah, we're uh, we're uh, we're sorry that the content's not been very good lately. Now, what they can say when they start promoting the next annual pass is they can say, "We learned from the last annual pass. Here were things that people really lean into and like. Here were things that people didn't like. So we've made adjustments. That's different. That's you saying we're making adjustments based off player feedback instead of." Yeah, we hear you guys. We hear you. The content sucks right now. Sorry. We got our nose to the grindstone back here. You know, we're going hard for D3 and the next... You can't do that. It just sounds like you're making excuses. And you're basically declaring a devaluation of the current content. Right? Evil the Waffler. Little off topic, but have we confirmed we will get something in September or are we still guessing? At this point, um, at this point, we don't know, but there's leaks. We're getting something in September without them saying anything. I think we can pretty much take that to the bank. What we're getting is the real question. Uh, Ray Freak, do you think they will do a solar and void week in the previous weeks? Uh, I have no idea. Maybe they, um, 
they need to do more than they did for Arc Week, though, if they do it. CP4 Gators. Is Arc Week an indication of Bungie's lack of ability to make decisions, put out content on its own? If so, can this mean for the future of Destiny Season Passes? No, no, no. Listen, listen. Again, more than likely, they knew and planned for Season of the Drifter to be thin. And somebody somewhere, okay, somebody somewhere made the really, really bad decision to say let's put that on the the roadmap it could have been a pleasant surprise but instead they set our sights on it the here here's the real problem okay here's the real problem with what they did if you look at the season of the drifter schedule and you see prime reckoning prime reckoning over and over and over again you kind of looked into the distance and you're like oh, but arc week and revelry is coming right if you don't like Prime, if you don't like Reckoning, where did your eyes go? Oh, well, there's something coming there. And I think that was the main problem with how they structure this. Right now, none of us would be saying anything. We'd be like, oh, it's cool. They updated all these Arc Supers. Not bad. It's Arc Singe week, so you can try them out. And next week's Revelry. But instead, everyone comes back to the game, comes roaring back to try out your update. And they're like, I don't understand. There's nothing going on. It just causes confusion and dissatisfaction, and it was completely unnecessary. They could have just ended the season with revelry, and that'd be it. Wordy. The emotes are class-specific, and this upsets me. Is that a valid complaint, or am I just asking too much? I really want the Titan one for my hunter, since she punches everything arc. I I don't think they're class-specific, my man. I literally demoed them on my character. Does it actually say that you can't use them with the other characters? I, I, I went in and demoed them. It literally says for warlocks only. I didn't see that. That's crazy that they let you demo it on the hunter, though. It actually says it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm processing my thoughts because I, I, I don't want to jump to a criticism. My initial thought is this, okay? My initial thought is this. Because they're the cheapest thing that you can buy direct, okay? They're 500, I'm okay with it. If these were more expensive, if these weren't 5 bucks but were about $10, I would say, uh, those need to be universal. That emote needs to be universal. If I'm spending that kind of money, it needs to be I need to be able to use it on all my characters, right? But since it's like the lowest direct purchase cost item, uh, I guess I'm okay with it being per class. Um, So I could have sworn I didn't say that yesterday. I don't remember seeing that yesterday, but maybe we were just too caught up in looking at the actual demos and seeing a warlock like spin the the arc staff around. Um, So... People are saying that it did say yesterday. Okay. I mean, you're saying $5 seems a bit too much for you. Again, it, it's it's a vanity item. It's up to the consumer base. I don't have a problem with it. I would have pulled my guns out of their holsters and be like, nah, hang on a minute, Bungie. This is the most expensive item in here. You know, 10 or $11. It should be a universal emote. You're really squeezing the player. Right now, you can get all three for 15 bucks, and you have one for each class. Um, so... You can preview other class armor now too. Yeah, doesn't it do like a a, 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 a like a a person looks like they're covered in stars or something um, to show it off? How do we do that? I think if we go in here 
and no, that's actually a, that's actually a hunter thing. Oh, those are oath keepers. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We need to go to ornaments, and here. Yeah, it creates like a person made of stars. <laughs> that's kind of funny looking. <laughs> that's kind of funny looking. He's like he's naked. Um, literally he's naked. Let's do the gloves. There you go. There you go. <laughs> naked star man, dude. That's right. That's right. That's that's kind of cool though. I'm glad they did that. That's neat. That looks very Thanos. Uh, Immortal Turtle, besides the bounty idea, would having a global arc singe on all PvE activities be a thing? I, that could have been another thing, yeah. I don't know if that would have been the best idea, though. Because that could have given people a really, really bad and false perception about how strong the new abilities were. You can go into a singe environment, you're like, oh, this is how strong it'll be in strikes. But if everywhere you go is arc singe, that could really slant and mislead people into thinking they're much stronger than they are. Bantar, what in your opinion? What is your opinion on getting new catalysts, which give minimal changes to old mediocre exotics? Catalysts were a band-aid. Just stop thinking about them. They're not going to continue. There will not be new catalysts. They were a freaking band-aid. I, I cannot see them continuing. They don't seem to have even the remotest plan of throwing them on armor either. So. Evil the Waffler. Sorry. I mean, do you think it should be happening and the event glitches and it's not working right? I don't know what refre- what you're referring to. Sorry. Krizzy, due to the recent enhancement core exploit, wouldn't you say that it is more of a reason to remove cores from masterworking? Yeah. I... I... They are fighting... They are fighting a battle they can't win. Keeping enhancement cores... Ah. Uh, why? You know... Bungie tweeted a video of their next actual event. Oh, for the revelry? Okay, we'll watch it in a moment. Wordy. While I understand your usual position of stopgap nature of exotic catalyst, there's a value point besides from the increased power. For me, the kill tracker and the orb generation is what we look forward to with catalyst. Is there any way to conceptually give that ability to exotics? Yes, all exotics should do this. It's an exotic. Just give it the thing. Give it the orb generation and the kill tracking. Why not? What are you doing? Like... Yeah, they should just throw it on all of them. MW2 Killer. Do you think Arc Week did more bad than good? Examples being that the Pinnacle Weapons... Yeah, oh yes. Wave Splitter, the Pinnacle Weapon Enhancement Core Farm, and the fact that people booted up the game and they don't know what the frick's going on because it's not an event. It's not an event. And the fact that they're already promoting Revelry tells me that they're they're like, whoa, uh, <laughs> it's only been one day of Arc Week. We better start promoting the next thing because <laughs> it's not going over very well. Milky, over the holidays, we saw several Bungie devs tweet about learning new engines and tools, if I recall. Some of those devs have now left Bungie. Do you still hold out hope that Bungie is moving to a modern engine or is that in jeopardy? It's worrisome. It's worrisome. Two of the guys in particular, Hamrick and Wisniewski, are working on something that's redacted. They're working on something that they can't talk about, and they're not working with Bungie. And they were two of the guys that were learning how to use Unreal. Um, it's a bummer, because that 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 hurts my hopefulness about them going to a more modern engine. If they continue to use... Uh, if they continue to use the Tiger engine in these dev tools, you got new consoles on the way and you got PC. I just don't know if they can do it. I really don't. I don't know if they could build the game the size that it needs to be. 
Digital Marine. There was a new service agreement with, uh, that was in-game after the hotfix for the core exploit. After reading it, the community's thinking Bungie may take cores away. Thoughts? Maybe. They may go in and say all cores earned at a certain rate. We're going to chop everybody to, you know, a hundred that did it. I don't know. Salty Waiter. Not sure if you said this or it's been pointed out, but if I unlock my mountaintop this week, will I not be able to obtain it? Um, I think it's just the new ones. It's just the new ones. The Recluse, the Scout, and the Delirium. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm fairly certain it's not the old ones. Uh, it's just the new uh, Pinnacle Weapons. I'm kind of dragging out my sentences because I want to see if chat will confirm or deny what I'm saying. But I'm fairly certain that you can you can still get mountaintop, loaded question, and the breakneck. I thought it was just those pinnacle weapons were removed, or was it all pinnacle weapons? Um, people are saying this season only, this season only. You can still get mountaintop. There's your answer. We gave you a correct answer. I didn't want to not give you a correct answer, especially in the question and answer. All right, we're gonna end the Q and A session and watch the video. So don't go anywhere. If you're here live, click that follow button. Clicking the, clicking the heart button on my channel is a free and easy way to support me. As with all of my content, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, you can always catch us live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching or listening in all the other places. Please like, share, and subscribe.